No Zion Williamson, no Brandon Ingram, and no problem for the Pelicans apparently in their win over the Detroit Pistons. I'll break down how Matt frickin' Ryan and CJ McCollum led the offense in the win. Plus, are we officially worried about Brandon Ingram and does Zion need to rest? It's Friday's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, final show of the week. Actually, no, it's not going to be the final show of the week. We're going to do a live episode from the court in the Smoothie King Center on Saturday after the game. This show's a little bit late. Yesterday, show was a little bit late. I want to make it up to y'all with a live reaction show after the Pelicans game against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll do it live from the arena. We're coming to you today after the Pelicans win 125-116 over the Detroit Pistons. No Zion, no Brandon Ingram. Seemed like it could be a disaster and it wasn't. And that says a lot about this Pelicans team. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use all lowercase LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And of course, thank you for making LockedOn Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, even if it's a little late. The number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this team in the NBA as a whole. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow along on YouTube, and comment down below on YouTube. Become an everydayer. Listen Monday through Friday. I saw a couple of y'all at the arena telling me you were everydayers. I love it. Thank you. That means the world to me. So let's get into this game because Zion Williamson ruled out with rest. We'll get into that in the second segment. Same with Brandon Ingram out with what they've changed to knee tendinitis. More on that, too, for y'all, because I'm a little like, is that some BS here? But let's talk about the game because we want to look at how they won. This was a strong game for the Pelicans. This was also a perfect game to not have B.I. or Zion because, look, the Pistons aren't good. There's talent there, I think. There's a couple of guys that you don't hate on that team. But by and large, that team, throughout most of this game, you know, they're two and four now, like stunk. They were just bad, bad for the first three quarters. They couldn't hit a shot. How many air balls did they have? How many just like absolute bricks did they launch? They couldn't get anything going, and they were trying hard. They had one guy in Marcus Sasser who finally hit some threes to kind of keep them in this game. But by and large, they were just missing and bricking virtually everything, which means it's going to help New Orleans a little bit too. But the Pelicans' offense looked sharp. Starting in place of Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson was Jordan Hawkins, who started the past couple of games in B.I.'s spot, and then Matt Ryan getting the start as well in place of Zion Williamson, and that delivered. Look, this is Willie Green, head coach, knowing his roster and knowing which guys to plug in, and we've kind of seen that this season so far, first with Jordan Hawkins stepping in, but now Matt Ryan getting his first start. This is a guy on a two-way deal, 20 points. 7 of 10 shooting. He was 6 of 8 from 3. He was the Pelicans' fourth leading scorer in this game, by the way. But I want to lead off with him because you need that shooting out there. 6 of 8. He made six threes in this game. 
As we've seen for the Pelicans, three-point shooting is so incredibly important to them. So throwing him out there and having him hit those shots just breaks the defense wide open and just makes it easier for everyone else. It gives space for C.J. McCollum to attack. 33 points for C.J., replicating his performance almost exactly, it seemed like, against the not almost exactly, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. It gave Jonas Valanciunas a little bit more space to operate down low. 23 points. We'll talk more about him in the third segment. Herb Jones, 6 of 7, while only taking 1-3, doing work in the paint. Again, spacing is leading to all of these good things, and it's coming from Matt Ryan and Jordan Hawkins and CJ2 being out there on the perimeter and hitting those shots. You saw how they were guarding him, right? They had a man stuck to Matt Ryan in the second half because they realized he kept he had kept burning them. You know, chip in two assists, two rebounds, doesn't play great defense. It's okay when you're hitting shots like that. And as I said, it really paid off for CJ McCollum. 33 points on the night, but he only made three threes. In the game against the Thunder, he hit more than that. I think it was six, then two, something like that. It was eight, I forget, six. But he got to the line, and this is something that I told you all about. We talked about it with Zion and Zion being frustrated. Spacing, when there's space out there and it gives you room to drive and attack and go to the basket, refs can see when there's contact. And a guard's also going to get more foul calls like that than a big will. But CJ went to the line 11 times. And for a guy who has been a good free throw shooter his career until he came to New Orleans, he went 10 of 11. You know, you look at his shooting line, 10 made shots, 23 attempts, 3 of 10 from deep. You wouldn't expect 33 points in all of that, but he did. And that's what was so really impressive by him was getting to the line, five assists, four rebounds, really doing everything he could to also keep this team in the game. But I do think that these two guys, Matt Ryan on the wing, forward, whatever you want to call him, and CJ were the reason that everything opened up so much. CJ just being the consummate pro, right? On a game where Zion is just straight up being rested, Brandon Ingram has whatever's going on with Brandon Ingram. And again, we'll talk about that here in the next segment. To just come in and be like, I'm going to play again and just never miss a beat, right? You know, he gets a lot of flack, was a little bit of a villain to fans, I think, last year, even though he ended up finishing with a very good season. But he just goes out and he plays. He played 75 games last year. You know, how many guys, only two guys played in... Oh, that's game started. Where is games played? I think there were only a couple people. Yeah. Jonas played 79, Trey 79, Najee 77, CJ 75. He played the most minutes out of all of those guys too. He's also the oldest out of all of those guys too. To just go out and do the thing, do the job, be reliable like that. Elevating his play this year, I think. He's playing better than he did last year, these past two games. Says a lot about him Like They need someone like this on the roster, right? You need that guy who's like, I'm a pro and I'm going to go do my job and it's as simple as that. So big credit to CJ McCollum and how he played in this one. Matt Ryan, huge as well, hitting those threes, doing the thing. They need that shooting. You know, eventually I think they'll add Matt Ryan on a regular contract. I don't think they're looking to do that now. I saw Shams also tweeted, and I'm still confused, and I haven't gotten clarification. I haven't even looked for clarification, to be perfectly honest, about the Pelicans adding another guy on a two-way deal, which is kind of confusing, I think, because they have Sebron, they have Kaiser Gates, they have Matt Ryan. So I'm assuming one of them is not going to be there anymore it said they're adding jeremiah robinson earl and i think i'd actually talked about him as a target for the pelicans on roster cut day so 
if you're an everyday or you already are familiar with that name, I'll get some more clarification. It's probably out there and I just haven't seen it yet. Um, and we'll talk about that probably in the live show at some point after the game on Saturday. So coming up next, rest, game five, really, in your early 20s when you need to play basketball games, third straight missed game for Brandon Ingram. Let's talk about that. I'm annoyed. You're probably annoyed too. Let's shed some clarity on all of that coming up in coming up next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I want to talk about prize picks because prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And if you enjoy testing your skills, wanting to win some money, prize picks is the best way to do that and the most exciting way to do it this basketball season. It's daily fantasy sports. And if you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. It's super simple. You go to their page. You look at the projections for the players. If you took CJ McCollum to score more than 22 and a half points last night, you made some money. If you took, uh, I think it was Jonas Valanciunas to score more than 15 and a half, you made money. You can also put them together for a bigger payout. And now you can even play prize picks uh, alongside some of your favorite players and other rappers. They've got Meek Mill. They've got comedian Andrew Schultz. There's community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is a free $100 as a deposit match up to $100. When you go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code locked on NBA, prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know. Little late today, so we'll make it up with a live show after the game on Saturday. A couple minutes after that game ends, I'll be live on the court. Hopefully the camera will be working. If not, we'll just do it like we did last time. It was a lot of fun. I'll hang out with y'all. And yeah, let's chill on, a, chill on a Saturday after hopefully the Pelicans get a nice win over the Atlanta Hawks. But we'll be breaking it all down. So if you want to support Locked On Pelicans, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday to the show. If you listen two days a week, listen three days a week. If you listen one day a week, listen two. Just up what you're listening. This team is good, right? In theory, and I'll talk about this here, they could be undefeated in 5-0 and in the Western Conference. You know, if you win this game against Atlanta, you could be looking at 6-0 and in a tough Western Conference. That says something to be in that stadium. So I was actually talking with Antonio Daniels before the game about all of that. And if you truly want to support the channel, join the Lockdown Pelicans Insiders Group. It's down below. There's a link that you can sign up. You can text me. I text you back. I've been out of town this week, was exhausted, went straight from the airport to the game, hence why the show's a little bit late. And we'll be back to the usual thing. I'll be active in there. I've got some things I do really want to share with only that group. We're going to do an exclusive Q&A as well, where you can ask me a question. I'll film the video on it. You'll get the video back, and it's only going to be available to Locked On Pelicans insiders there. So that's coming in the next couple of days as well. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with all y'all. Text me. I'll answer. I promise. At least starting again. So let's keep talking about the Pelicans here. Brandon Ingram didn't play. They've changed his knee, like soreness to knee tendonitis, putting more of you know, a designation on it. I think that's smart. I also think it's a little bit of a cover. Fans are upset with him. I'm a little annoyed with him. I think everyone is. It's the beginning of the new season, and he's just not playing basketball games for, you know, again, I'm not saying he's not hurt. I'm not saying there's not pain there. But as I've said before and talked about on the show, when it comes to Brandon Ingram, he wants to make sure he's like 100% or he's not going to play in games. It didn't matter against the Pistons, but the Pistons stunk. The Pistons looked trash. 
if this was a better team, could they have lost this game? The game got kind of close in late in the third, fourth quarter at times. Pelicans answered. That was good. And they were up by so much that eventually they were going to be okay. And the Pistons were bound to make a little bit of a run. That happens. But go back to the Warriors game. If he plays, does that change? I think it does. It opens things up for Zion Williamson more. A couple, a bit more shot making would have been huge for the team. And do they run away with that win, the Warriors, if B.I.'s there? And I think the answer is no. So to see him not playing games this early in the season is frustrating. And when it was like, well, he has knee soreness. It's like, well, he's soreness. Just go out and play and kind of tough through it, right? Some guys do. Some guys don't. B.I., I think, is a guy that doesn't. And that's his choice. They changed it to knee tendinitis, I think, to actually give it like an injury designation so it doesn't look like, oh, his knee's sore. Remember the, the toe incident stuff from last year? It's like toe soreness. It's like he's not, he's not going to play because his toe is sore. That's it. Putting more of an injury designation on this gives him like a little bit more cover, I think. And it's the team kind of protecting him. I would be willing to bet if it was a playoff game, he, he could play. Play in tournament game, he could play. But for whatever reason, he's not. And I said, this is something that worries me. You know, injuries with him tend to linger, tend to take longer. And we'll see if he plays on Saturday. You know, he's listed as day-to-day. So that's kind of at least the good thing here. They're not saying reevaluate in two weeks and all of that. But for him to not be playing is just like, what are we doing here? This is also a guy who has massive incentive, massive incentive to be playing minimum 65 games. Minimum 65 games. Because he then, if he makes an all-NBA team, and you need to play 65 games for that, he's extension eligible on that Rose Rule, so a super max. That is so much financial incentive. So for him to miss these three games, or at least miss this game when Zion wasn't playing, we'll touch on Zion in a second here. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? This choice to not play is his. I guarantee you this choice to play is not his. It's not the team trying to hold him out or anything. It's a player empowerment era, right? If he wanted to play, he could play. Simple as that. I'm going to say the same thing for Zion. So it's disappointing that he's not out there and that this team, it's just tough to build around. And I'm glad they got the win. Credit to the other guys. I don't want to take away from them. We'll talk about Jonas Valanciunas. We'll talk about Herb Jones and some others, Dyson Daniels too, in the third segment. But it's frustrating because it feels like, again, I'm not B.I. I don't know his body. And so this is where this gets a little bit weird. But it's tough not to have like a sense of exasperation when it's like, really, we're going through this already in game five of the regular season. You, the fans who bought tickets to that game, didn't get to see Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram play. When probably both could have. It's disappointing. This team is trying to win. We want to see them be competitive. They need their star players. So let's switch it to Zion here. This one I have a slight less of a problem with, but still a little bit of an issue with. We understand that the team plane was delayed from talking with folks like they didn't get much sleep last night. They had to go back to their hotel. They'd go then check back into the hotel, get keys. Like that takes a while. It takes a while. Then they have to wake up, go back to the airport, get on the plane, fly back, more or less doing kind of what I did, right? Straight from the airport to the arena, it feels like, in, you know, from OKC going to the game. That's not ideal. So the fact that they came out and played like they did is great. They're also taking, again, a long approach with Zion Williamson. He's played 29 games the past two years, which, you know, and keep that in mind for a moment here. So for him to not be out there playing is a little bit disappointing. But if they want to keep him healthy, rest and recovery is an important thing. And it's the second night of a back-to-back in a game where he played the night before. So it makes some sense, right? The Pistons, Jalen Duran played. He didn't play the night before. So you get the rest on back-to-backs. And I'll touch on that also in a moment here. 
But Zion Williamson, as we've heard from Stan Van Gundy, from talking to Coach K from Duke, like needs to play basketball. Zion Williamson, I actually can't think of his age off the top of my head. Let's find out right now. Is how old? He is 23 years old. He has played 29 games, a few more games now, the past two years. Been 33 games the past three years now, really two. You can play basketball. Like, you can play basketball. The Pelicans made the choice to rest him. The Pelicans made the choice to rest him. This was not Zion himself being like, I'm not going to play, I'm tired. This was the team doing this and just trying to be smart about how they use him. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If Zion wanted to play, you think they weren't going to let him play? If he said, like, no, I'm going to play, he was going to play basketball. He was going to play basketball. He goes, nope, I'm playing because I want to play and it's good for me and I still need to get in a little bit more game shape. He would have played. It's the player empowerment era. They run everything. If Zion Williamson goes to David Griffin tomorrow and goes, I want Willie Green fired and that's not going to happen because they like each other, Willie Green would be fired. Simple as that. Steph Curry could probably get Steve Kerr fired tomorrow if he really wanted to. Get a guy traded off the team if he really wanted to. These guys can play if they want. They're choosing not to. Zion's makes a little bit more sense. And maybe Zion now is trusting the medical staff more. So when they say don't play, he's like, all right, I'll listen to y'all. That's good. But I'd also like it if it was like, no, let's let him play. Especially based off of how the past couple of seasons go. If they had lost this game to the Pistons because they didn't have Zion and MBI, we'd be annoyed here. Knowing, and trust me, I'd come in hotter than this. Of saying they could play. Really as simple as that. It's not great that you're doing this already. The NBA has tried to kind of like legislate this out. It hasn't really worked. They're kind of making a mockery of it. Zion doesn't, it does count as a star player, but that's for national TV games. So they can play if they want. You know, Zion will definitely play on Saturday. We'll see about Brandon Ingram. But, you know, if Brandon Ingram plays, is he going to be his effective self? No, it usually takes a game or two, three for him to ramp back up after like any missed time. So, Hopefully he plays because otherwise it's one of those things that's just going to last longer and longer and longer. And we'll see how that impacts the Pelicans this season. And it's annoying that, you know, they're four and one. They're off to a really great start. They could be five and oh. And we're talking about this. And this is a big storyline around the team. And luckily it hasn't really hurt them yet, but could in the future. And that's not something I really want to have to talk about on the show. Coming up next, Jonas Valanciunas was good. They were doing something with him that I really liked. Him and Herb Jones had a bit of a two-man game going. Want to talk about that. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to all of that, though, today's episode, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel because it's America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. If you bet the Pelicans on the money line against Detroit last night, $5 or more, you would have won your bet and you would have gotten $150 in bonus bets. So if Zion's going to play, B.I.'s going to play against the Atlanta Hawks, New Orleans is looking good, Matt Ryan's hitting threes, you have to feel good about them just winning outright at home where they've done a very good job so far. So go put that $5 bet down right now on the Pelicans. It's $150 bucks if the Pelicans or your team, any team that you're betting on the money line wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love the app. It's super easy to use. You can sort by what you want. You can see the same game parlays that others are doing where you make a couple of bets and then it has a bigger payout for you. They have spreads. They have player props, the over-unders, everything you could want they've got over at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Go put a money line bet on the Pelicans to win the $150 in bonus bets. And... There you go. FanDuel, 
Kick off the NFL season, tip off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL, America's number one sports book, and the official sports book of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. We'll even be with you on Saturday for a live bonus show from the arena. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to chat with y'all, hopefully after a Pelicans win and we've all won our FanDuel bets. We'll be doing that Saturday, so make sure you are subscribed on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. And by the way, if you see me at the arena and you want to say hi, come say hi. I appreciate it. You see me elsewhere, outside of the arena, come say hi too. I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate y'all and everything um, and the love you show the show. It is. It's why, why, I'm, why I'm here. It's why I do it. It's for you, not for me. And we all love basketball and it's fun. So... If you want to support the channel even more, go become a Lockdown Pelicans insider. I'll be active on there all weekend with everything. Okay, going back to the Pelicans win over the Detroit Pistons. Solid win for the team. 125-116 without Zion, without BI. No stars, no problem for New Orleans. Detroit, Detroit stinks. There's a lot of young talent there. Like, I really like Cade Cunningham. He's going to be good. Jalen Duran is going to be like the center of the future in the NBA. Uh, Sir Thompson, I think, is going to be good eventually, too. Um, I like Jaden Ivey, too, as well. They have some talent there. They just have to kind of figure it all out. It's all like young talent, too, that just takes time. Pelicans, though, are in kind of win-now mode, beating the Pistons, too. Jonas Valanciunas, let's focus on him for a minute because he was great in this game. Great in this game. You can look at the 9 of 16 shooting, the 2 of 3 from deep, 23 points, 13 rebounds, but I'm going to tell you the stat that I love the most about him, and that's 5 assists. 5 assists. They were using him in very innovative ways, not innovative, but in very smart ways that make you think like, oh, they can. this works. They can use him. They've found lineups to use him in, right? That shooting lineup with him and CJ anchoring it, Jordan Hawkins, Matt Ryan, Herb Jones, or Dyson Daniels, and that lineup does well. Space, it kind of means that you're just going to outscore the opponent there so you don't worry about JV's defensive limitations as much. But one of the things that also works in that lineup with that space is Jonas is a pretty good and a willing passer. Five assists, and he's been doing well this season with that. This is a guy that can move the ball when he needs to. One, very good size, can pass over defenses. And I've been very happy with what we've seen from him. I'm trying to pull up his assist numbers. Yeah, he's up to 2.2 per game this season, which I think is good. But five assists in this game, you know, a number of those coming on cuts to Herb Jones. He gets the ball kind of around the free throw line on the elbow in that area, kind of mid post, is looking to make a move, maybe has his back to the basket. Guys are cutting around him and eventually Herb Jones cuts down the middle of the lane there and just kind of pops the ball to him. Herb Jones gets it, scores at the rim. Simple as that. Herb Jones in this game scored 10 points. He, where was he? No, sorry, 21 points. He was a plus 10. 21 points for Herb Jones. Six of seven from the field. He went to the line nine times, made all nine of those. Because there was space, and when he got the ball on a cut with momentum, finishing at the rim was not a problem, would get fouled, and would go to the line and shoot free throws. Love it. Very simple offense, but a way to involve Jonas Valanciunas in a way that he wasn't being used last year is kind of your creator, your focal point. With shooters around him, they would put one defender on him, and either he could just kind of put his shoulder, bury into their chest, and push towards the rim, which he did, right? Or he could pass if he needed to. And with the shooters out there spacing the court, putting defenders on him, it just gave an open lane for guys like Herb Jones to cut on down and score that way. Herb was great. 
You know, we want him making threes, shooting threes, but for him to score 21 points, four blocks, three steals, three assists, five rebounds, being like the best version of Herb Jones ever, minus the threes, works. That dude shouldn't be having 21 points without making threes. And he did in this game, which tells you what they were doing offensively with that shooting lineup with Herb Jones out there. It's not just maximizing CJ and Jonas and putting shooters out there. It's also now maximizing Herb Jones. So while the starting unit and some of the starting lineup and the stars are a little bit clunky on offense, they're definitely figuring out what to do with the rotation and some of the other lineups so that when that starting lineup clicks, and it will, maybe with Trey Murphy a little bit more, they're going to be good. They're already good. They're four and one. The Pelicans are in a good spot here, and they're still like not even tapping their potential or anything like that, right? They're tied for second in the West. Dallas is 4-0, New Orleans is 4-1, Denver's 4-1, Golden State Warriors are 4-1. They're in a good position here. This is going to be a fun season. Now we just need these guys playing. That's the key. No more rest. Playing on, I was talking to Antonio Daniels about this, and this is interesting, I think. You know, it's back-to-backs are treated now like boogeymen, kind of like they're scared of them. Can't play on the second night of a back-to-back. What's going to do for rest, recovery, all that? Like playing two games in a row, in a row, and back-to-back nights is like a bonus now. It no longer seems to be the expectation for stars and things like that, which maybe is smart, maybe it's not. I couldn't tell you for sure. But when you're 23, when you haven't played a bunch the past couple of years, it seems like that would be a good thing to be doing. Just minorly annoying, but we'll see Zion on Saturday. Hopefully we'll see Brandon Ingram on Saturday too, and the Pelicans can get the win. And we'll be doing a live show after that. And I'll chat with y'all. We'll recap the game. You get a bonus show after me being a little bit late with some of these episodes today. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans here. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. See y'all Saturday live after the game.